Hello, and welcome to episode 92 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McMenamin. In this week's podcast, Sean and I are discussing the topic of sales cold calls. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going? Good, Les. How are you doing today? I am doing fine. I'm a little Fine. tired and sweaty, but <laughs> I just finished I'm sure working out. Wants to hear tired and sweaty. You were working out. <laughs> I was working out. <laughs> you know, hey, you got you know, you gotta share a little bit, you know, bring some personality into the yeah. into the podcast, right? Keeping it real. <laughs> keeping it <laughs> keeping it real. So um today I thought we would talk about cold calling. And so one of the things you said at the beginning of this, when we were kind of talking about the topic was, what did I mean by cold calling? So what was your interpretation when I said cold call out of curiosity? (laughs) Well, I guess it was almost a rhetorical, what did you mean by cold calling? Because if, if, like I was telling you, if people cold, cold, just right out, cold called me, like just came to the front reception and said that they wanted to talk to me and wanted to sell me something, I would be less than receptive. Yeah. Now, so that is a tough. You, that is a tough way to to sell stuff. Is cold. It is. And so, why why would you be not receptive to it? Because you you're going to interrupt my day. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't know. It could be a good product. But the thing sure. is, I'm 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 in my office whether I'm working on a project or talking to people or whatever, and you're you're here. So I mean, I guess there is a a. Uh, congeniality is that the right way to say it uh <laughs> idea that you know you get there's there's somebody there so you kind of have to go talk to them like I, i'm not gonna just say no i'm not gonna see anybody so you gotta go talk to them and, and then like you're kind of caught but my brain isn't my brain isn't engaged with what you're trying to sell because i haven't prepared i like to prepare before i talk to people about things i'm gonna buy or projects i'm gonna do sure you know okay okay so a cold call would annoy you yes Okay. And I, and, and, and to be quite frank, just to be fair on this conversation, they annoy me too. So, (laughs) (laughs) so you went and did it. So I went and did it. (laughs) So just a little bit, I think most everybody knows, you know, our backgrounds a little bit, but you know, just to reiterate, one of the areas that I have really never been involved in, in my career has been the sales side. And now I know that's not true for you. You have been, And and your title is president right now. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Are you making it? Are you making a joke there? Well, I'm just I'm just laying out laying out facts. Right now. <laughs> I will I will tie them together at some point during this conversation. Uh, okay. So I thought it was important for me to walk a mile in a shoe, right? And okay. to understand what does it take to get new business because. One of the things you and I have talked about quite a bit of is hope cannot be a strategy, right? That is true. So hoping that work comes through the door is is not good. Right. You got to be a okay. farmer. You got you got to cultivate it. You got to cultivate. So how do you cultivate? Well, advertising, um, you know, you know, knowing people who know people who know people. You know, mm-hmm. that, I think that that's mostly the way uh, our personal business has has you know grown and and flourished was just through word of mouth now um, 
I personally think there could be something more to breaking ground on uh, gaining more customers and getting people to know what it is we do. So what I thought I would do, and like I said, this was an experiment in a couple areas for me. It was one, um, kind of breaking out of my personal mold and my personal uh, safe space and literally just walking in the front door and seeing how far I could get. That was really, that was really my, my goal was I, I thought of it as kind of a game. Uh, how far, how many levels can I get in the game? And so what I did was I, I knew that I was taking a trip to Oklahoma, Oklahoma city specifically. And so I decided to, um, research a little bit on, uh, in this case, valve manufacturers. And so I laid out about, uh, 10 valve manufacturers and I, I scoped out their location and where they're at. And I read a little bit on each one of them just to make sure that they weren't, you know, just a distributor or something like that. Uh, but they actually did manufacturing. Um, I used a tool called Hoover to kind of do a little mm -hmm. bit of background check to, you know, to find some information. And I set on my merry way. And along the way, I actually just stopped at places that I thought might uh, use our product, just knowing the different industries we've been involved in over the years. So as I was traveling to Oklahoma, I'd see a place and I would just stop. And mm -hmm. uh, my experience was that I ran the gamut. I got stopped at the gate and didn't get any further or my ultimate, my ultimate goal was to convince somebody to give me a tour of their plant or their facility. That was my ultimate goal. I only got one of those. I wound yeah, up. Actually, that's pretty good. Out of how many? Out of how many I was going to say, I, I wound up visiting 20 places over a two and a half day period. Um, and I, uh, some of the places were planned places and some of the places I just drove by and go, Oh, that looks interesting. I'm going to stop. Like I stopped at a, um, uh, a resurfacing company that actually resurfaces roads and they have all kinds, they manufacture all kinds of tools that do that. They're actually kind of promising. Um, so, so then what I did was I actually, you know, like I said, I, I went through the gambit. I got stopped at the gate and basically, uh, the first scenario was you either know somebody or you don't. And if you don't, you're turned around at the gate. So that was the first level. Or yeah, I have one, one question. Okay. Did you have any collateral to leave business card and, and brochures? Or yes, no? I did. So I had, I had business cards, I had different brochures and I had some bags of M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> so the M&Ms went over very well, actually. They uh, always do. Yes, they did. And I tell you and what, I, I, I made I have some, a little story. I made some yeah. happy receptionists uh, that I yeah. think my literature will get through because of the bag of M&Ms. Now, were they plain peanut? Uh, no, I just did plain, just plain, right. normal M&Ms. Um, so anyways, so I actually, um, my first level was if there was a gated a scenario, uh, I tried to get past the guard. Okay. In, in all those cases, I could not get past a guard. So I learned something from that. In my mind, don't cold call guarded facilities. <laughs> because I did that with, let's see, with Tyson, uh, with Fi Emerson Fisher, 
with the Michelin plant, those three places were guarded, and I didn't get into e- any three of those. Okay. All right, well, that's good for their security. If anybody's listening, there you go. So their security work. I mean, literally, yeah. you got to know a name. But I will say, at the Michelin plant, they they did say, you know, hey, if you're wanting to get in here, you need to contact our um, uh, uh, Greenville, North Carolina headquarters facility. Contact there, and then work your way through that if you're wanting to get into this facility. Ah, oh, good information. Well, that's good, yeah, because you got something. So I got yeah. something, and then with them, I even left them the brochure, even though he said, you know, it may not get anywhere. And I go, you know what? The brochure's not that expensive. I'll, I'll take my chances. <laughs> it, it went right in the trash. I'm sure it did. As soon as you left. I'm sure it, it did. Right it probably did. But the guy ate the M&Ms. I didn't leave him in M&Ms. I only, <laughs> oh, see. Yeah, see, I only left M&Ms for receptionists that actually – helped me work through the process. If they literally turned me away, they didn't get any M&Ms. So if they worked with me a little bit, I said, oh, by the way, for being so sweet about this, I just wanted to give you a bag of M&Ms. And they were like, that seems a little creepy. No, they were all like, oh, my goodness, this is so nice. This makes my day. Every one of them said that. That's good. So, yeah, that's really so good. no, there was. I don't think there was any creepiness to it at all. But uh, I know I'm just joking. Yeah, quit it. You know, I guess what what, I, what I'm thinking as you're talking uh-huh. here is is the the goal the goal is to make connections, communicate, and have two way communication, and find out information. Yes. Yeah, so, to, as as a sales as a salesperson, those are to me the critical three things. Um, your foundation has to has to have to to then try to offer equipment and get a sale. You, so, I mean, if, if you were to, to categorize what you were doing and if in your mind at every, at every stop you thought of those three things, get information, make a connection, and what was the third one I said? I can't remember. Um, um, get information, make a connection. Anyway, I can't so, remember. Anyway, so anyway, so you want to re- rewind that recording? <laughs> so, so that's exactly what I did, though. So, as I was yeah. talking about going through the levels, you know, the next level was to get to the receptionist, and there were a few receptionists that basically said, you know, hey, I'll take your information, I'll pass it along, uh, but I can't give you any names. So that was the next level, and I would, you know, I would probe a little bit. I would, you know, say, you know, hey. Uh, are y'all involved in any sort of hydraulics and pneumatics? Um, you know, yes. You know, see if I could get some information out of them. Um, you know, did they have a an engineer or a plant manager or a maintenance manager? That was the that was the the titles that one of my peers said to ask for because those are the usually the ones. Because my I, my initial thought was, hey, find a buyer, and he goes, no, 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 don't go to the buyer. Go right to the engineer. Go right to a a uh, a plant manager, go right to a maintenance person. Those are the people that uh, you're going to get the the best luck with. So those are the decision. Yes. As to what they, what they want. To yeah. The buyer's yeah. just going to buy. Engineer, yeah. Right. The engineer, the plant manager, service, service uh-huh. guy. That's the, those, those are the people that need good products. Yeah. So, so, th- so that was when I was talking to the receptionist, that's what I'd say, would say, you know, Hey, if you happen to have an engineer or a maintenance manager, so I'd kind of help the receptionist a little bit as to who they could pass the information along to. And I would also ask them if they needed more than one. Uh, I only had one that said, Hey, go ahead and give me two. I've got two people. And then my next goal was to see if I could get a name from the receptionist or a business card from the receptionist out of the 20 I wound up getting 10 names and or business cards. 
Yes, that I can now follow up on or assign to one of my sales guys to follow up on. So the next thing I was going to do, well, so then, like I said, there was only one facility then that I was able to uh, actually, I was actually able to meet three uh, people besides the receptionist, uh, like an engineer or a supervisor or a plant manager, somebody like that. I was able to meet them. And then my next goal was to say, you know, hey, is there any possibility that I might get a tour? Now, I knew that was asking much because literally, you know, here I am cold calling and, and you yeah. know, getting to that point. So, you know, all of them would either say, you know, hey, this is something we'll have to set up or, you know, uh, this would be something I'm w- willing to plan with you later or things like that. So I did get some feedback off of that. But at the spur of the moment, I, ne- I you know, only got one plant. And the one that I got the, the plant tour of, was because I was able to make a two-way connection. And what I mean by two-way connection is I was actually interested in their product. So I I actually was able to get in and talk to a a supervisor that was interested in our product. And I also told him, I said, by the way, I'm actually kind of interested in your product and was wondering if I could get some of your literature. And and I said, "Uh, would it be any possibility of of looking at your facility? And and he was like, yeah, He actually gave me a quick, about eight minute tour of their facility. Um, but they, they actually do coatings and coatings of all time, all kinds. And so they had these big vats and they had all this, these tubings and manifolds and valves and, you know, all of this mixing stuff. And so definitely some opportunities there for us. So, um, so that one was, that one was really good. So I, I, you know, one of the things I did through the whole trip, was I actually used my phone to do a couple things. I took a picture of the facility, the sign. I took a picture. If I got a business card, I took a picture of the business card. And then also in notes on my phone, I logged what I gave them and who I talked to and, you know, how far I got. I did that with all of them so that I could remember. Because when I got back, I wanted to document mm-hmm. all this into a document and actually uh, give it to uh, my boss, but also use it as a model for our sales guys. Um, so that was another byproduct of doing this was coming up with a model because what I'm actually thinking about doing is having a discussion with the sales guys of, you know, once a month, you know, doing some sort of, uh, of sales blitz or a cold calling scenario in a, in a town or a location or a zip code or something like that and having them, uh, do some pre-work, having them do the cold calls, and then uh, doing the follow-up. And, and that's one of their weeks out of a month. So I was actually... All right, so Go ahead. I have a question sure. for you. So, and, and I know we, we, we talked about this cold calling, and that's what, that's what you did. And it sounds like it was a, it was a pretty cool experiment. It was. It was, it, was, um, it was very good. It definitely got me out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine, yes. knowing you. <laughs> So, but I, I guess, I guess a cold call, you probably have the, the, uh, smallest probability of getting anywhere and, and you've collected some data. So it's kind of nice. You can, you can analyze totally this agree. data. Totally I guess, agree. I guess what, what if, what if you, and you know me, I like to, I'm a, I like to prepare sure. and I like mm-hmm. to plan. So what if you drove around, you drove around and you got the names of the companies and, and, uh, you know, took a picture, <laughs> which is, Back again to creepy taking pictures of people's offices. And stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure anyway, there were people. You know, in some the, of these buildings, they were so big, it was like the whole front of it was like glass. 
I'm sure people were looking out yeah. their window going, why is this dude taking a picture of our sign? <laughs> yeah, really. I, I didn't care. But anyway, <laughs> but I guess going back, going back and then looking up on the Internet, you know, what they what they did, who because there's a lot of like contact us and they, they have the list, especially if it's a smaller company, they have a list of, you know, who the engineering manager is or whatever, the VP of operations, and you can call that person. Or going to LinkedIn and finding how you're connected to them and things like that, doing a little doing a little background based on the companies that you knew you wanted to stop in and see and having and having some kind of topic to be able to discuss. You know, you could read their their news real quick and, and say, Oh, hey, I just heard saw that you, you know, got this big job up in Canada, blah, blah, blah. You know, we were bidding on that thing at the same time, blah, blah, whatever. Come up with some kind of uh Sure. Connection, and I wonder if out of the twenty, would you have been? Would you have been a little bit? So more it's sick? funny. The like I told you at the beginning, there was ten of them that I actually did do some research on. That I that I located right. them. I kind of looked at, looked at how big they were. I kind of tried to find you know the owner's name. Um, I tried to you know find them on LinkedIn, things like that. It's interesting. Okay. That the ones that I had, and this could be a fluke, but the ones that I had more success with was the ones that I just stopped at that weren't on my list. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. It, it was now that's not a hundred percent true, but it's funny that the ones that were not on my list, uh, I, I've got some pretty good ones there. I've, so I've got, I think six of them that, um, I'm going to be given to two of my sales guys tomorrow to do some follow-up work. And there's also some follow-up work that I'm wanting to do. I'm wanting now with all this information and some deeper names, I'm now wanting to go in on things like LinkedIn um, and find those companies that I didn't find, you know, that weren't on the original list, uh, connect up with them and see if I can get some employees to connect with me and start, you know, texting those employees and just saying, start, start a dialogue and just say, you know, Hey, Mm -hmm. look, uh, I'm in the hydraulics and pneumatics business. If uh, you ever need this, this, and this, uh, please contact me. Uh, here's our website. Here's our uh, brochure. Um, and we do all types of standards and custom products that support hydraulic and pneumatic needs. You know, just see if I can start a dialogue some way with them uh, to kind of, you know, figure out how to keep the circle, you know, circle growing or, or, or going uh, as opposed to just, you know, doing the cold calls and then stopping right there and then waiting for something to happen out of those. Cause again, that's still, right. waiting, yeah, that's still hope, right? right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And waiting for somebody else to take action when I think, I think this, this experiment that you undertook was, was good in, in two different ways that I can think of right now. Good for you to understand how, how it happens, how hard it is, and and you know maybe how productive it could be in mm-hmm. the future. But then it also it also gives you insight into what the the rest of the sales team is or right. isn't doing, because they should they should have similar experiences, you know the same experiences um, based on cold calls and based on doing some investigative research and contacts that they have. I mean, you should have salespeople that that are familiar with the industry and so that they at least have a nucleus of contacts that, 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 that are buying from them and then just figuring out how to expand from that nucleus is what their job should be. And the thing, and the thing that, that I see as you being the boss 
now is, is okay, well, you've done all this. Show me that you've done it. And then what's the next step and keep track? Do you have a CRM? Do you have a, a customer relationship management system or uh, software yet? I have a, I have a homegrown one. That, that, okay. that I'm developing, that I'm looking to roll out for our area specifically right now. Um, but yeah, I think you mentioned, yeah, that. You, mentioned you know, that. because I do want them to get one one of these days. But uh, again, you know, what do you get that's, you know, making it to where it's not so data hungry and, and, and drives all the sales guys crazy, you know, with all the data input right. and stuff. Well, and that is the, that's, that's the, uh, problem with systems you know the guys the, the people have to go do the sales calls and follow up and everything like that and then they have to enter it into a system and a lot of times they don't believe that entering that data into the system is right. value added and it really is value added for sharing yes. information as well as as well as not being uh not overstep or stepping on yourself or each other if you know the contacts are over you know a year or so you don't want to you don't want to be introducing yourself for the first time right. four times you know you know whether it's you or you and two of your colleagues everybody has to know who you've contacted and where you stand agreed with that yeah and and that's what i'm hoping to show with the tool i created not that it's the end all tool i don't want it to be the final solution but i want them to see uh with a simple crm what what kinds of things can we glean from it with some very basic data entry, you know? And and so I was um, I've been working on on that tool as I've been doing this, you know. Well, I started it before the experiment, but now I'm going to expand it because of the experiment, uh, and you know, show them what what more we can do with it. So they they know it exists, but uh, you know, they haven't been fully trained on it, and I haven't figured out yet, you know, how I'm going to you totally yeah. use, utilize it. But, you know, I think that, um, um, the experiment as a whole was, you know, like you said, it was good for me personally, uh, just from a personal growth standpoint. So I think that was your point about the president title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think it was good for me anyways. Um, and, and I plan on doing it again, actually, um, especially depending on how this rolls out and I might tweak it some, I might try to make some pre-contact type, activities. Um, but now that we're, we're, you know, our value add group is trying to expand past the borders of Texas, which we have some, but, you know, we need to do it more. And, you know, that's where we've talked about, you know, having a rep program and things like that. But, um, you know, figuring out how to expand past the borders and what that looks like and, uh, you know, how I can model, you know, possibly, uh, what's the expectation from the salespeople or even from reps, you know? So I think that, uh, no, it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Good getting, good getting the data and, and having that, having that plan and then stepping through the process to get to that end goal of a rep network with the proper uh, touch points in sales and then feedback back to the home office as to how successful those, yeah. those touch points are. It, yeah. It would be, uh, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, most of the things that I've, I've read on sales just in general, you know, is that, uh, you know, there's some infographics out there on this, but, you know, if, if you contact a customer once and you leave it at that, your chances of anything happening from that are slim and none. If you contact them five times, your chances, you know, go up, you know, a certain percentage. 
And if you contact them 10 times, your chances go up immensely. So it's, it's not a linear curve. It's an exponential curve in that your customer knows you're serious. Your customer knows that you want their business. And as long as you're not annoying them, that's where you've got to be a good, uh, you've got to be attentive to, you know, the person you're talking to, um, you know, you don't want to annoy them, but uh, at the same time, you want to let them know you're there for them and that you're here to help them with solutions. Right. And, and that's where I was going to go. The solution, the solution yes. to their problem, understanding your customer. And, and I, I don't want it to sound cliche or consultant ish. You know, oh, you know, what, what do you, yeah. what keeps you awake at night? I mean, you, you, you have to find out. You really have to find that out without coming out and asking like that because yeah. it just sounds stupid. Um, but understanding, understanding what your customer needs and listening to your customer, because the thing is, so your customer might, need a hydraulic solution for whatever. But when they're explaining that to you, they might need something that your product does, but maybe a service in addition to it, you know, so your, your product maybe isn't the whole thing that they need. And so they can't, they can't focus and say, okay, well, that's step one. You know, you, you have to listen to, to the overall what they need and maybe what they need is the service. And then as a, as a secondary, so- your product. So whether you can provide the service or not, or or get them the service that they need, you know that that's how you help your customer. Whether you can supply it or you can find. Well, and I to noticed that if you're able to get to a person, you need to make sure that they're hearing you and that they're not just out there trying to get rid of you. Um, because if they are, then they're not, they're again they're not hearing you. Uh, one of the interesting conversations I had um, was with an engineer uh, during this process. And, um, you know, I told him, I said, uh, you know, Hey, my name is Les James. Uh, I, I work for a hydraulics and pneumatics company. Oh, we don't use hydraulics. We only use air. And, uh, I said, well, that's the other half of our business. Uh, you know, the first half is oil. The second half is air. Um, so we have a whole set of product lines and a whole set of custom activities that deal in the world of air. And so, but he didn't hear that when he heard the words hydraulics, he immediately went to the defensive of, oh, we don't like oil. We don't, we don't do uh, hydraulics here at all. Oil is, you know, oil's bad, you know? And uh, so it was interesting <laughs> uh, that he immediately went there. And of course, then I got to explaining, I said, well, you know, if you're not doing anything that's of high pressure requirements, then yes, air works great. You know, and we can definitely help out with those types of solutions also. Um, but if you're needing things that are going to require a large amount of pressure, air won't get you there. You know, that's, that's the reason hydraulics exists is because you don't ever see a, um, a big old, uh, uh, you know, dump truck or something like that, that runs off of air cylinders. It doesn't work. There's a reason that, yeah, yeah, it have, yeah, yeah there's a reason they run off of hydraulics, you know? Well, and even even if it didn't have it, did have a, a compressor on it or didn't, you still have a reservoir of something, whether it's air or oil. You know, so uh, you still have that in either of the systems. It's just that air has so much compressibility to it. You can you can you can only apply maybe right. two hundred psi of pressure on air to something, and that's as far as you're going to go. Whereas with hydraulics, you can you can apply six thousand pounds of pressure, and it'll keep on pushing. You know, whereas are you trying to sell it to is me? A is cold, cold call? Is I'm practicing cold call? on you. 
you know, so <laughs> it wasn't, that one was an interesting conversation. So I think if you can strike up those conversations, that's why I was using it as an example. Uh, if you can strike up those types of conversations, I think if anything, they're at least memorable. And if they're memorable, you've made a dent. So, yeah. Now, was he, here's, here's where my mind was going when he said that he didn't use mm-hmm. hydraulics, he uses air. Yes. Did you ask questions? Oh, okay. Well, what, yes. do you, what do you use with the air? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's how you engage. What yeah. do you use with the air? Oh, well, then perfect. That's exactly yeah. what we did with the other half of the business. You know, so, so you find out what his, what his need is for air systems and then say, okay, well, and, and did you find out who, who does he use right now for the systems? You don't have to say who it is, but, you know, did you find out who he uses? And, and, uh, and then, you, you know, one of the things is, hey, you know, we know them well. It's, uh, something that we do as well. And, you know, please give us a shot on the next, that is, you know, quote or how do we, yeah, that is we, one question that I never did ask is, you know, who do you use now? I think that one was that, that question was so yeah. far out of my comfort zone. I didn't know, I didn't know if I wanted to know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was doing good just walking in the door, you know, uh, trying to find somebody, you know, so yeah. <laughs> it was. Well, see, because the thing is, you know, the, the hardest thing is that that people get comfortable with who they've used or who who they have been told to use and they won't move out uh-huh. of that groove unless there's a very compelling reason. So you have to find out. Yeah, you kind of have to find out who they use and why they're in that group. So, um, and, and, you know, they might not, they might not talk about their supplier, but then you can understand, you know, by studying your supplier as well on the sales side, you got to understand how your, your, uh, not your supplier, but your competition, you have to understand how your competition right. addresses the market as well. And, and if they do, if you do something different than them, then you have to, you have to, uh, provide that information of what you do. Don't, don't, say anything bad about what they do. It's uh, one, of, one of the terms that, that I've learned a long time ago was ghostly discriminate. So you need to ghostly discriminate yeah. your product versus your competition. It's, it's, not, it's not about, you know, oh, we do it faster, stronger, cheaper, and they don't. It's, it's you know, hey, we do, it, we do it for less than 50% of the average right. market or whatever. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the, the data that you can come up with, but... Um, you need to you need to be able to ghostly discriminate. If you say that you can do it in in four months, they know that their that their existing supplier yeah. does it in twelve months. So you would only say that you do it in four months because you know also that the other guy does it in four months in twelve months. So you don't want to you don't want to if you're both the same cost, you don't want to say that uh, yeah we're we're both the same cost or I can do it for ten dollars because the other guy can do it for ten dollars. Things you want to focus on are the the differentiators by by accentuating. The, the parts of the delivery that you can do ghostly discriminates against the other company because the other company is worse at it than that. Now, I mean, you might be worse at right. some other things, but you don't want to highlight that. So I think that, um, right. you know, like I said, I'm not sure that, uh, well, I am sure actually that this is not the best way to, um, um, what would you call it? Get into customers. Um, I'm trying to think of the word infiltrate, <laughs> you know, a customer. <laughs> I'm not sure this is the best way to build a relationship. Yeah. Build a relationship. You know, not, but 
it is at least one way. And I know there's others, you know, I, you know, I know there's marketing, mm-hmm. there's contacts, there's friend of a friend, you know, things like that. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, how do you grow your business? And I think that this is one way to, uh, for people to pursue and look at. And I know it's something that I'm going to continue to kind of, uh, play around with as to, you know, how we can use it because at the end of the day, we need relationships and, you know, we're, relationships are the best and we rely too much on, you know, you know, uh, getting lucky or email or social media or and and just getting in front of somebody and talking to them and then get in front of them again. You know, uh, if you're able to make that contact and just say, Hey, you know, can I come by in a week or so and talk about, you know, the products we have, uh, you know, seeing if, you know, you can take it a little bit further. Um, you know, you, you've got to be a little bold to do this and you've got to be a little bit, uh, you know, not worry, not, not worry about what other people think, you know, cause you will get rejected a lot in this particular process. Yeah, it's right. not personal, which isn't personal either. Now people, people with my type of personality yeah. might take it personally, and you know what if- but you shouldn't, it's not personal. Yeah. It's not personal. No, at all. You definitely should. And, and like in the beginning, when I said that I, I don't like when people stop in, especially if I'm, if I'm busy and I'm <laughs> busy quite a bit, but if, if I'm in the mood too, cause yeah. like there's times I love talking to people and, and if you never know, you never know where you could get lucky because I'm looking for a certain product or another, another supplier, my supplier right. disappointed me, the one that I always use and somebody shows up, somebody shows up or sends an email or gives a call and, and says, Hey, we've got this product. I'm happy One of those say, divine interventions. Yeah, tell me about it. So could be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be. Well, why don't we go ahead and wrap yeah. it up right here? Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that uh, we kind of covered the topic of cold calling and the story of cold calling. And <laughs> yeah. um, I hope everybody uh, enjoys this uh, particular podcast. And and Sean, we will try to get back with everybody again next week. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we never know with our schedules these yeah, days. We are we are determined. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next well, buddy, you take care. Yeah. All right. You too. Bye. You too, Les. Have a good week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week. Mm